A great story always begins with the front page. What is up, y'all? Welcome to episode 10. My name is Paige, if you guys are not familiar by now, but welcome to the front pages. So this episode, things will go a little bit different as you're actually seeing me, or I don't know if you're on the podcast, but you're hearing me. But I have a special guest today. Come on in. That's right. Welcome my guest, Anise Lanier. She is here. Hiya. Welcome. I'm so, so excited. I'm so excited. I'm going be on, I'm beyond excited. First, I want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, you will be my first guest. And G. The actually the name of what I'm trying to do is gonna be called Outside the Limits. So a lot of the times the world will try to put us in this box of things that we do, whether it's our career, whether it's school, what whatever it is, right? right? So this segment, I just wanted to kind of just be not your typical, your norm of just information. And sorry if you hear any noise. That's my dog walking around on hardwood floor as I'm at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, this segment, just outside the limits, outside of the box. Um, and I thought you were just going to be the perfect candidate because you kind of don't have a traditional path. And a lot of us right. don't have that traditional path. So first... I just want you speaking to the mic, introduce yourself, tell us all about you. So, first of all, my name is Anise, yeah. aka the owner of Linear Strategies. That's me. <laughs> um, what else? Me and Paige actually went to U of H together, Codes for Life. Um, we did track together, and sports is actually what made me want to start doing PR. Okay. Um, because when I first got to U of H, I was actually a photography and digital media. What? Um, major. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't know that. You're dropping gems. Don't people know that. Don't know that. <laughs> um, but the major ended up leaving and going to the Sugar Land campus, and we're doing athletics. Like, they were not going to allow me to go. And if you know Houston. Okay. Downtown Houston to Sugar Land. At 3 o'clock. You might as well go to a different state. <laughs> you, <laughs> you might as well. Go home. <laughs> I ain't gonna make it back to class. <laughs> facts, facts. Um, so yeah, so then I started talking to Helen, which was our academic advisor, because I knew like communications was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And once I learned what like integrated communications was, which was my degree, it's PR, advertising, and corporate com all in one degree. See? So you got I'm you already got your hands outside, the the outside the limits. Out the period. You hear me? <laughs> Already. And so, yeah, like once I realized really knew what PR was, I'm just like, this is what I want to do in sports. Because like you said, sports, people who are in sports always get judged by their sports. Mm -hmm. Like track girls have a stigma. Exactly. Football players have a stigma. Mm -hmm. stigma, Athletes alone have their own stigma to your traditional versus your non-traditional students. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. And so I know it is so easy for like their voice and their message to get misconstrued because people think one way about an athlete and – me, I'm the person who's just like, no, this is how they really are. This is the message. This is what they're about. This is what they went through. And this is why they're building this foundation or right. whatever they may do. So I'm just like, and then me being an athlete, I was just like, I already know how hard that is. So I was just like, yep, this is what I want to do. I'm the helper. Here wow. And, and, you know, I also think that PR also fits your personality. Does like, it? it makes it, because I feel like you're definitely a communicator. So effectively p- 
PR is communicating to right. the public, communicating what you want the public to see. Right. right. So I think you are an effective communicator. You're easy to talk to. You you talk to just anyone, you know, in yes. essence. And that that's a skill alone. Everyone can't just talk to someone who doesn't look like them. Fact. And the fact that you have that skill, a lot of people envy that. A lot of people don't really have that skill. So well, that's something you. that you should embrace, you know, definitely, yeah. especially um, within your career. So you you told us about your involvement in co- collegiate athletics and how that kind of influenced your career role. Mm-hmm. Um, but why do you specifically, like, why PR? Like, what what is it? Why not just communications alone? General, why yeah. Why is it specifically PR? So how do I put this into words? Because it's just like, I was literally talking to Kirsten the other day, and mm. she was just like, this fits you perfectly. I'm like, doesn't it? Like, of course, I can do like the advertising and like mm-hmm. help with marketing, because that's a whole different story. <laughs> oh, um, But like, started. once I really dove into PR and realizing like, one, I am a people person. Mm-hmm. And I think living, I came from Louisiana to Frisco to Houston, back to Frisco and living in all those different areas and coming in contact with so many different people. And I'm like meeting those people and hearing their story. I'm like, somebody else got to hear this. Like, Somebody. This is so like I need to you tell your story. Exactly. I'm okay. like, this is so good. Like, do you understand? Like everybody doesn't go through what you've been through. And now, mm. now to see that, oh, now you want to make this into something like other people, like you're helping people with your story. Mm. And so I was just like, this is, this is it. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm supposed to do. Like get that message out to the specific audience that you want mm. to hear it. And so I'm just like, yeah, the other stuff. Cool. But like, <laughs> and then I'm a, a little toot my horn. I'm a bomb writer. Like hey, math. Hey, I'm, I'm here a, for it. I'm a little Shameless slow when plugs. it comes to math. <laughs> Shameless <laughs> plug. I'm here for it. And so I was just like, yeah, I can write. And so I'm just like, write and talk is all you. Really? Not, I don't want to say all you need to do, but I'm just like, I'm pretty good at those. And I'm just like, this is this is me. And that's interesting that you brought up just being good at writing and being good at certain things because I'm good at math. So. The in Lord essence, I feel shit. like in the future, I could definitely see myself being more in the sports analyst role because it's very mm, analytic. Yeah. It's very detailed. And I think math is very detailed. Writing is too, in a sense. I mean, you you write well out of my limits that I can <laughs> I can do. I mean, I'm a good writer. I mean, I, my papers be okay. good in class and things like that. But I don't think I have that skill to go and fulfill a PR role. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so... That's cool that you bring that up. And also, too, something that I was thinking in my head as you were speaking was about sometimes people don't see their story to even be valuable. So the fact that you can see value in a story, you're like, oh, wow, this is the birth of something. Like something goes off in your head. That alone tells me you're a PR specialist. (laughs) So thank you. That I'm, man. So moving right along just a little bit. more specifically about you, what would your ideal work environment be? I'm glad you asked this because <laughs> toxic work environments. Ooh, talk about it. You hear me? Talk about like, it. Like micromanaging me is like probably my biggest pet peeve mm. because I like I like I love control chaos if that makes sense. Ooh, like, control chaos. Like that is my favorite work environment because like if you give me a hard deadline 
that deadline is going to be hit. Mm -hmm. It's going to be some bumps in the road to get there, but just know, (laughs) just know like that deadline is going to be met by me. Like you don't have to worry about that for me. And like, even when you show people and they still micromanage you, I'm just like, like what else? (laughs) Like I'm showing you that I can do it. So I I hate that. And then, so that leads to like trusting me Mm -hmm. and like knowing that I'm going to get the job done. Mm -hmm. And that is just, everybody's just flowing, just fluidity. It's just peaceful, like just controlled chaos. Like it's a lot. Cause when it comes to PR and getting a story, trying to find like writing, like your, like your creativity isn't always on point. Right. So I'm like, you, you want to know where I'm at? I'm like, you know, that part in SpongeBob when he's like the, I'm like, that's where I'm at right (laughs) now. I'm (laughs) I'm sharpening my pencils to think. Try to get those juices flowing. <laughs> I, I understand it. I'm, I'm all. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Yes. So is, did that kind of lead you to build your own brand? So yes. Yeah, so basically, and so how do I say this? It, it, I don't even care. Not that I don't care. But PR <laughs> time, is a white dominated industry, mm. and so like we know how hard it is to be black in America and to like just be getting a job. With an interesting name like mine, like it's, it's hard. Yeah. And so like, I'm just like, don't nobody want to put, like, don't nobody want to, want me to work for them. I work for myself. Like I was working at State Farm for like two years and they had always told me like, yeah, we're going to get you like here. We're going to get you with this person so you can shadow and nothing ever happened. Mm, no and growth. Then, no growth. Okay. Like nothing. I'm just like, I got raises because I, I like, I'm going to do my job. And I'm going to do it well. I'm going to do it well. That part. But I'm just like, I'm not like you. I keep telling you what I bring to the table. Like I told you from day one and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. We the generation that's going to leave. And so. Okay. Out the door. So I was just to like. To the left, to the left, I'm gone. Exactly. I'm like, let me get my funds together. Mm-hmm. Like, let me do what I need to do. Because if you don't want to help me, I'm going to do it by myself. And that's what I did. So, boom. Here and we look, are. And here we are. Lanier today. Strategies. Lanier Strategies. Trust God and work hard. That part. <laughs> that part. I love that. And I love that because that's so genuine. That's very organic of our society today like especially with corona yes. and people being out of jobs or just experiencing just overloads and that micromanaging even when i'm working from home that i can't i mm-hmm. i can't do it so that's why this generation just leading the way it's okay it's okay it's okay don't let you can be scared but do it you like, can it's do no, it with you, fear but <laughs> It's going it. to be some scary times, <laughs> but you have, to, I think you just, you have that trust and that confidence within yourself right. where you're just at a point to where, you know what, I'm going to make this work, whether it goes right, wrong, left, right. right. I don't care what, like it's going to work out. So that's good that just to see you elevate yourself and try to build your own personal brand because it speaks to what you do as well. Right. You know, um, you're building your own platform, your own brand and when people see you doing that, they're like, okay, she's onto something. Right. She's onto right. something. So let me, let me, can you, do you do this? Let me, maybe I can do it. I do know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I do know somebody. Right. <laughs> so no, I, I think, thank you for sharing that too. Cause, um, a lot of people are more so closed off. So I just thank you, um, for sharing that. But you also brought up another good point about being black in PR. Ooh. So 
explain to me because I mean this is not really my field and right. I understand like just within the sports industry alone it's very much so male white dominant um and yes. now you're seeing more races and more women especially just dig into this field and go head right head strong into it so hashtag women in sports hashtag <laughs> it it's in the bio <laughs> but like how does that influence your work and the way that you process like do you feel like you have to work harder do you feel yeah. like yes do you feel like what what challenges present to you so first um first of all yes i, I feel like being black NPR means you have to work 10 times harder because of how dominated it is in this mm. industry by non-black people. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that means you have non-black people telling a black person's story. Ooh, yeah. that, ooh. And you see how easy it is, like ooh. how hard it is to be black and how easy it is for get, to get that story messed up or misconstrued. And I'm just like, no, we not have that. We need more black people in uh, PR to tell that story because that's what PR is, telling your story to the audience. You want to hear it. So they can like relate wow. to you, get to know you. And I'm just like, you got this 25 year old white female telling the story of a 25 year old black female. And we have two totally different stories, two different experiences. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like in sports in general, like they always group us together. Mm-hmm. Like even though mm-hmm. every black person is just so different. And mm-hmm. since they group us together, I'm like, well, let me make sure the story, if they group us together in this story, let me make sure I'm going to tell this story right. Correct. And not have anything misconstrued and, mm. like, get that specific message that they need to hear in the right way. Yeah. Because, yeah, being black is hard. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it really, and, you know, it really is because I found even challenges as when I go on my broadcast is how do I want to wear my hair? The headphones got to fit over my hair, so I don't want it to mess up my hair. And or because yeah. I pay for this, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. But it matters. It matters to me. And to, you know, I work with mainly males. Mm-hmm. So to them, they can just throw it on. They got a fade. Good. They got yeah. hair. Like, that's fine. But me, I got bundles. I got braids. I got bobs. I got whatever. Right. I wigs, whatever. Whatever the case is. So. And if you don't want to wear that. And if I don't want to yeah. wear that, if I don't want to, if I don't want to just wear my hair straight, mm-hmm. if I want to come with my natural hair, I'm coming. Because that is a part of me. So, yes, I definitely agree. Like, being just being black, period, within this industry is definitely hard. But I didn't I didn't know that from a PR perspective yeah. of just the way a story is told. Because time after time, we see the same storyline. And it's exactly. like, there's more here. There's definitely more here. Like, we are not... You're touching all, the surface. Exactly. You're touching the surface and you think that's it. You think, oh, bingo, that's what the people are going to love. No. They want authenticity. I think I said that right. That word be messing me up. Authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little list for these races. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. It's the thought that counts. We know what you mean. They know what you mean. Y'all know what you mean. Don't play her like that. But no, that, that, that's, I like that. I like that. Um, I definitely think it also just pushes me to kind of live outside the limits. Right. I'm, this is how you, your ideal image of, when they okay, for instance, let me break this down. So, I always after my broadcast, I always go back and look at the live comments mm-hmm. because I'm curious to know what what are people thinking, like what type of feedback can I get from that? Mm-hmm. It's always oh, the female broadcaster did this and that, the female broadcaster did this. But do you ever say the male broadcaster? Right. Is that ever a thing? So being a woman 
in this industry as well is hard enough. Right. So I'm a woman and I'm black. To you're yeah. a woman and you're black. Right. So I can definitely see those challenges. And some people may think we're being over over it, just reacting yep, to it. Yep. And <laughs> to be honest, this is my reality. Every day. Every day. You I have gotta, to work hard. You have to prove yourself because you are that like every day going into like meetings and people like, so what do you do? Like, what can you do? Like people constantly questioning you and like your worth and because like, oh my goodness. Yes. They be on, they question, they question me when I try to go to the events that I'm brought, I'm working. Right. Um, who are you here with? It's going to be $10. Um, actually, like you see this pass. <laughs> Here's my pass. I'm actually going to the booth there. Um, is Andrew already here with the camera? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like and yeah. it'd be other women sometimes too and i'm just like that's just ooh, that's a whole that's a thing. different topic for a different that day but <laughs> whole different thing so but let's just talk about pr within the sports industry okay um what why is pr like okay we know public relations outside of sports is mm-hmm. very essential just to the way the world views like views branding. and mm-hmm. branding just in general but in sports particular, why is it so important? Like, why is having a PR specialist on your team so effective or so beneficial? So that would, I would say, ugh, you need PR on your team. Listen to me when I tell you this. Because Listen, it's a specialist here. <laughs> she about to give you some keys, get the pen, get the you, paper. You better pull it out, get ready. <laughs> so first time, like, the first point I mean I would say that because people usually only think of PR when it's damage control mm. and like crisis communication yeah. time, Ooh. like coming in just like, all right, so this athlete just did this. How we about to, how we about to spin it? How we about to like make them look good? Like how we about to keep the public opinion of them the same? And I would say you need PR before that comes in. So by the time like that crisis time happen, happening, you have like people questioning like, the the source that it came from like he wouldn't do nothing like that like you've built up this reputation and people already know like who you are and like Mm -hmm. they feel like they have this connection with you because you put this brand this image out of yourself and so once that bad thing happens you come in and you just like just like um the public how do I put this in words? You come in and don't have to really do damage control mm. because you already have this reputation built up and they know like, oh, this person has done this, this, and this for the community. They done done this. And you want me to believe that they did this. Right. So like that reputation that you have already built is like bring like already just like, oh yeah, they, they didn't do that. Or if you really did do it, like that's when the real damage control, I'm just like, okay, mm. how are we going to get the love of those people that you lost back? And having, just having that plan already in place is what makes what you say, what you say that that will make, that's what makes a good PR person. Yes. Yeah. Cause most of the time, like PR people are five steps ahead. Like mm. they're planning for this, mm. that, and the third. So we can, okay, let's like, let's do this for you. Let's, let's, um, let's do this. Let's do that. What, like you have to have those strategies and tactics planned out for just in case this happens. And so that's why you need me on your team. That's why you you know, perfect, perfect. That, thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people kind of forget 
what the importance of PR is. Mm -hmm. And like you, you put it in the perfect words, just being steps ahead. Right. And cause a lot of people, you know, they say they're visionaries. They can kind of, they always thinking about the next move, but you're not only thinking about the next move. Right. You're thinking about, okay, what's next, 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 next. Right. So, and I can definitely see that that's being prepared, being ready. So you don't have to get ready. Stay ready. So you ain't got to get ready. And, Hey, big <laughs> keys right there. Write that one down, y'all. <laughs> so while we talked about you brought up crisis management and if something bad happens, mm -hmm. can you think of any just big PR disasters within the sports industry? Girl, these happen all the time. <laughs> really, really? Um, it's actually two black men that I'm thinking about that were huge PR disasters that just made my heart drop thinking about it. Can you think of who I'm talking about? Well, is one Deshaun Watson? Oh, no. That's definitely one, no. But, no, I was actually thinking back in the day. The, Tiger Woods? Yep. That's a... That's the Okay, one. I promise, y'all, that podcast is coming. Y'all keep asking me for that. That is coming because that okay. is a big... That's a big... That's a big one. That's a big one. And then, okay, I'm going to get a hint. The other one was a black football player. Michael Vick. Yep. Girl, you good. Okay. <laughs> Hey, you good? Quit playing with me. Quit playing with me. Yes. Oh, okay. Talk about so it though. Those like, were like at the time that, especially the time that it happened, Michael Vick mm -hmm. was in his prime. Tiger Woods was in his prime. And mm -hmm. then they both had these images of like who mm -hmm. they were and what they felt. And they were like so connected because those, like at the time, being black in sports was it was harder than it is today. Right. And so I was just like, they already had all eyes on them, kind of like waiting for them to like almost fail because they were almost like so perfect. Mm -hmm. And so when that happened and hit the fan, I was just like, Ooh. what? He going to jail? Jail, He jail. got in a, he, he, he did what to his wife? And then stuff kept coming out every single day. So yeah. when like that happened, Th those two to me are the two that stick out the mm. most as PR disasters, like a a beautiful disaster, I would say, because like that's like that would give me goosebumps. I'm like, it's my time to shine. Like mm. how I'm finna, like how how we finna do this? Like how right. we finna, what we finna do for the public? Right. No, and those two just those examples and Tiger Woods is something that's always just been on my brain because even in my sports marketing class, that's he was literally the subject of matter for everything really because you talk about sports sponsorships endorsements he was the, the key holder yep. the face of sports endorsements he really was the beginning of those big because he contracts. was the most the highest paid athlete for a while he was so this this is what actually changed that whole market of sports sponsorship and endorsements because it was kind of when they supported tiger woods they lost a lot of money. So, really? yeah. A that's why now you don't you see companies kind of hesitant in endorsing athletes mm -hmm. because although they do they have a high influence, but you got to think about it. They also have a they can also have a negative influence mm -hmm. just as much as that positive influence. Cuz it could be one thing and that those happened. Are, yeah. Those are primary examples. Look at today. When Michael Vick tried to go be a, a analyst, they were trying to they had a petition but out for him to not do it. They were against him even just being involved, period. And I'm like, okay, y'all, like... It's been years. That was been, like 2007. That's what follows him. That's what follows him. And as his personal PR person, how, like, 
in that situation, how would you even go about that? That one was, that one was so hard. I'm just like, cause he was, oh, just thinking about it makes my heart break. But the only thing, um, that both of them did right was actually come out and apologize and take ownership mm. and apologize to those mm. fans and everybody that was hurt because you felt so connected to them. Just like, right. How could you do this? Like, right. You were just like this. And so mm. like, because also that goes back to the image building because they built up this image, like people, some people, cause you know, some people were ready to crucify both of them. Mm. And so I was just like, calm down people. Like calm I down, know, I know you think you know them, but like they're human too. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the only thing I feel like I would have changed for the Mike Vick situation, because they did both come out and apologize to everybody. Mm -hmm. Mike Vick waited until he literally like was coming out of court and signing, like after he signed his plea deal. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. you, it's almost. You got to get ahead all, of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, it was almost a little too late. But then I understand, like, that's your life. That's your it's privacy. That's your livelihood. Yeah. Like, but when you're an athlete of that status, I think that's just what comes with it. And yeah. unfortunately, like, people just don't have any human decency. They forget. They forget that they're We're human. still human. Yeah. You know? And if that was you, you wouldn't want everyone in your business. Because you talk about exactly. Lance Armstrong. His doping that, issue. Yeah. Ha- that's so, but nobody want to talk about that, and like, don't talk about it anymore. Like, it we don't comes hear anything. Up, but like, when it comes to like sponsorships and getting money and getting like going to these places, it's go. Lance Armstrong is going to get in the door before Michael Vick does. Period. Point blank. Period. <laughs> and the only and in my pop unpopular opinion, I think that the only reason that Tiger Woods still gets the love that he does today is because he got in that car accident. Which one? The, the one recently, today, like the one that just happened this year. Oh, that really messed all that. Up. All the let's wear red in honor of Tiger Woods. I don't buy it. I, mm. I don't buy it. Like I understand why y'all did that and how it looked for the organization. I mean, that's a good marketing strategy for you guys. But in essence, y'all were ready to say because when Tiger, when y'all found out Tiger Woods got in an accident, the first thing that came up was he drunk, right? Was he on pills? Right. Y'all don't even check to see if he was okay. Okay, right. But now when you find out the severity of his injuries, now y'all want to make sure he's okay. Exactly. So, in my opinion, they don't. I don't think that they care about him as they as they Say they, do. they showcase it. Mm-hmm. You know. But unpopular opinion. Let me know if y'all <laughs> um, beg to differ that. So, but those are some good points. And like you said, for the Michael Vick situation, when you let the public kind of control the narrative that's when things kind of lose control and i think that's kind of what right. what happened with even deshaun um currently in, within his situation the public is all over this because he hasn't really came and said much much which i don't blame him because it's just like it's, it's so much out it's there to even 20, come back 20 or 20 like it's hard to that was mm-hmm. one thing going back to tiger because the situation, I want to say it broke in November 09, mm. and then he waited because, like, stuff kept coming out. Stuff kept coming out every day. You can't, like, as a publicist, you can't respond to every single allegation, right, every right. single one. Mm. And, like, it'd be a new uh, law. I mean, what is it called? A new case every day against him. So, he wait, like he came out. He waited in, the, like, the sweet spot of time mm. to, like, come and say something. Because it broke in November 09, and he had, like, the press conference, like, apologizing, taking ownership in February of the following year. And so, I was just like, that's, like, that's a good amount of time to make sure everybody, like, got it all out of their right. system. <laughs> and so, you can be like, okay, now I can finally speak. Right. 
Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, those are some good, those are definitely some great examples. If you don't know what PR is, it's definitely, just look into those situations, see how those are handled. Um, though you would definitely be able to find something on it. I can oh, guarantee yeah. you Google is full of it. I mean, it, it you may Tiger find some crazy stuff. Right. And Tiger on HBO, that's definitely a good look. We actually going to talk about that on his episode um, as well. So look forward to that. So Anise, just to kind of bring us in a bit, I want to just talk about your brand really quick and kind of what sets your brand apart from others. And can you give us like some insight on some <laughs> upcoming campaign strategy, some clients you want to work with, who you're working with? Like, like let us give us some tea. All that. Give us some tea. Give us some tea What's about tea, your please? business. <laughs> um, so one thing that sets me apart is point break period. I'm a black woman. Like, you know, the, the weight that that holds when you tell somebody like, oh, yeah, my VP is a black woman. Oh, my PR specialist is a black woman. Oh, my head broadcaster is a black woman. Mm. People automatically like, for real? What does she look like? Right, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, for, that's just that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a black woman. And then, of course, like. When you hear PR and see like communications form and PR agencies, they usually focus on one certain thing. Mm-hmm. And so me, I've had my foot, my feet, my foot, my hands in a lot of different places. Like mm-hmm. I've worked in sports. I've worked in nonprofits. i worked in, um, I worked for restaurants. I worked for small businesses. I worked for big brands, mm-hmm. well not huge brands, but like I've just been in like so many like different places. I know how to help you. And most people are just so like, oh, I only do like music industry, old politics. Mm. Oh no, I can help you build your brand, whatever you do. Right. Like, okay. Okay. Period. Okay. okay. No, no, outside the limits. Okay. Like, don't put me in a box. Don't like, put her in a box. I'm an equilateral triangle, baby. Period. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's definitely what sets me apart. And as far as what I have in the works now, um, I would say my biggest thing is probably working with Emmanuel. Emmanuel okay, from Rice. okay, okay, okay. Uh, he's one of my friends. He's in a league, and he's starting a nonprofit called the Be okay. Believers. Okay, I can and see so that. that he, that's that's definitely fitting for him. See, maybe we got to get him on a podcast. Yeah, 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 maybe, yeah. hey, you listening? Tune in? You know, LRB. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm helping him with like some PR strategies and tactics. We have something that he's gonna the Be Believers. He's gonna tell everybody, okay, everybody okay, about it okay. soon. That's enough tea to me. Okay, period. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Well. You know, Anise, I just want to say thank you first just for being my first guest on Outside the Limits. It definitely means a lot to me um, as I'm trying to grow my own personal platform and just identify who I am in this industry. Yeah. Um, I just want to create a, just an open space where there's dialogue and there's insight for the public because a lot of people don't know. So I feel like it's my job to kind of inform. Right. And... That's what I do. Even on the broadcast, I'm informing oh, them I of kind of what's going on. Here, Pace Lawrence shaking in. <laughs> but no, I just really thank you, thank you, thank you so much You're for welcome. being here. Um, we're I'm a long happy way. Happy to be here. I'm, I'm glad I'm you excited. had me. I'm Look, glad we, to be we here. may need to do this every couple of months. It's gonna be a lot just growing into this. Thank you for everybody behind the scenes that kind of helped us out with this. Um, my friend Mandy. Um, she allowed us to use her phone. Um, my little sister Gabby, she definitely is kind of bossy, but she's yeah, she, she, we need we need that we need that. She's not bossy. She a boss. Period. And that's on game. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you once again, Anise. Um, 
If y'all enjoyed this podcast, make sure you drop a comment below. But yeah, that's all I have. Do you have anything else you want to leave us with, Denise? Um, follow me on Instagram at Lanier Strategies, you know, because we're going up, you know. Uh, uh, um, up. And I'll be telling you the importance of PR and differentiating mm, okay, before okay. PR, marketing, advertising, and like how those differ. Um, but yeah, follow me there for more helpful tips. <laughs> Alrighty, well, y'all heard it here first. Make sure you're following at the front pages on Instagram. Your weekly report will also be posted this week, so don't think I forgot. But yeah, this has been episode 10, Paige and Anise. Check it out. Bye. Bye.